You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to Industry Thought Leader Podcast. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your message while become known as an authority in your field? Industry Thought Leader Podcast will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of Industry Thought Leader Podcast brought to you by Industry Thought Leader Academy. Stand out, be heard and influence. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross also known as the Podcasting Queen. Now, joining me on today's show is Steve Mills. Steve, well, he is a sales and marketing specialist who has spent his entire career helping businesses to make millions. Now, if you're interested, stick around because he's going to share his expertise. Now, his unique approach to business consulting has significantly increased the bottom line of over 10,000 clients worldwide Now, Steve's main focus is to help these businesses turn sales, marketing, and advertising into profit by using a system and automation that he calls the results programs. Now, his clients often have difficulties with the following three things, a lack of time to implement sales and marketing, a lack of understanding of digital marketing, as well as thinking that marketing, while it's a waste of time and money. So if you resonate with any of those things, this show is for you. Now, he says with his time and expert understanding, he can help you develop and implement your sales and marketing plan. This makes you free to concentrate on other areas of your business so that you get the results that you want and, of course, deserve. Welcome to the show, Steve. Uh, Thank you, Anne-Marie. It's great to be here. I'm really looking forward to uh, talking to everybody today. Yeah, you've got lots of expertise in the area of sales and marketing, which, as we mentioned before we went live, this is an area that many businesses really struggle with. And I think you beautifully said that so many people start a business, sometimes with a passion or an interest, a skill, a strength, and then they realize, oh, there is a lot more to business than just bringing my craft and, and sharing my knowledge. But before you, we dive into all of that good stuff, share a little bit. I mean, we said that your entire career you've been in the sales and marketing and helping businesses. Was it something you were always interested in or what kind of led you down the path to what you're doing today? Yeah, yeah, it, it was. Yeah, I mean, I literally started my first business when I was about, I don't know, seven or eight years old. And, uh, you know, I was searching for some extra pocket money. And uh, my father told me that these plants that we were planting in the garden, this time next year, they will have spread and covered the whole of the garden. So I figured out that, well, perhaps if I took half of them, sold them to my friends and people uh, passing by, then it wouldn't make any difference because it would quickly double up the amount anyway. And so even at a young age, I was figuring stuff out about sales and marketing. Um, I I then went into uh, quite an unusual career. I became an international table tennis player. And uh, being a table tennis player, it's not like being a, I don't know, a footballer or cricket or, you know, rugby or, you know, uh, any of those sports where people earn millions of pounds. It, it, it's quite tough. So I had to, again, look at my entrepreneurial flair in order just to survive and earn enough money to travel and, and to live. 
Um, and that got me into uh, into marketing. I joined a, a marketing agency, um, uh, actually a sports promotion agency, and helped them get to number one within five years, the biggest in the over here in the UK. And uh, and then I decided, you know what? I, I really like marketing. I want to do it, and I'm going to do my best to try and help people. And I, I figured out fairly early in my, I suppose late twenties, something like that. If I, if I was going to be, if I was going to do this and I was going to be good at it, I had to go and find the best in the world. Who's the, who are the real top people in the world? And I was going to learn from them and then teach what I've learned. And I've been doing that ever since, uh, over 25 years now. So, uh, yeah, that, that's what I do. Yeah, amazing. And I love how you've said you go out and seek to learn from those people best in class that were winning in all of those areas. Who better than, to teach you than that? When you reflect over the last 25 years, I'd imagine that whilst you may have seen, and, and obviously the more we get closer to, to now, technology changes, tools changes, platforms change. Yeah. Would you that sales and marketing in general has changed or is it more the tools that we are using when it comes to sales and marketing? What do you I think? I think the principles of it are still the same. Um, but the tools, what, boy, have they changed. It's like, it's just a different world, you know. It, it, back then, you know, it was quite simple. You know, you, 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 you bought a database, you wrote a load of letters, you did a bit of the mail merge thing, and you sent out loads of letters, or you made phone calls, or you, you stuck adverts in magazines and newspapers. Now, boy, is it tough. It really is. I don't know how business owners do it. Yellow pages. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, how hard is that? You know, it's not that difficult. Uh, but now, you know, I, I I mean it's I think it's almost a full-time job just trying, you know, as a marketer and someone with a you know and a high level of knowledge. Keeping up now is tough. I don't know how business owners do it. I don't. In, in fact, they don't because it's impossible keeping up with the latest technology. Yeah. Why I love that you, you you validated that and I'd love to ask you in a moment to define when you're talking about sales, what do you mean? And marketing, what do you mean? Because we often yeah. combine yeah. them in the same sentence, but they require a different skill set or at least an understanding. But what you said, and I just want to repeat this, the principles of sales and marketing, which you're about to define, have stayed the same. The tools and the technologies change. So as business owners, when we can understand and grasp the concept and the principles of each, then we go, okay, well, that's we need to be doing that in our business. Find tools and systems that work for you. But how would you define sales? How would you define marketing? My, my own personal definition of this is, is marketing is lead generation. Now, I know people say, well, it's all about brand awareness and, you know, getting your name out there and things like that. And, yeah, that's great. But for me, I, I just leave that to the Coca-Colas of the world, the guys with the big budgets, you know, the Nike and those sorts of companies. You know, they can do the brand awareness. I'll focus my time on generating leads. And then where sales comes in, it's simply just the conversion of those leads into sales. You know that that's 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 where sales takes over. So marketing generates the leads, and then sales is the conversion of leads into into cash. 
And, you know, when we do that well, generating leads, and I know you're going to dive into some of the, the tools perhaps that we can be leveraging to get our message out there, we inadvertently build reputation because that's really what a brand is, isn't it? It's a reputation that you're building. Yeah, absolutely. And everything you do say, you interact, all of that continues to build that reputation in a positive way. And in some instances, unfortunately, not so positively. And just uh, we've got Dr. Suresh here. So hi, Dr. Suresh. If you have any questions, you've got a master here, feel free to ask and we'll share those questions. So let's talk then about marketing, because obviously marketing starts first. That's where you're generating leads. Yeah. And then sales comes second. It's interesting. We often say sales and marketing, but actually it's marketing yeah, and sales. And sales. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. What are the things that we need to be aware of? Because as we said, one of the things that you often find with businesses, and I've heard this too, I don't have time to do marketing, don't really have time sales well guess what if you're not marketing you're not generating leads people who are interested in your products or services and if you're not generating interest you're obviously not having conversations and, and converting those into yeah. clients have to do that so what are some things that we can uh, learn from you today well I, I i think uh we were just talking before uh we we started about uh, a guy called mike or Gerber and his book, The E-Myth. And in it, he talks about the, the problems with small businesses. And one of the things that he says that when I, I first read it really resonated with me is that business people tend to go into business because they love what they do or they're good at what they do or hopefully both of those things. So the landscape gardener decides to start their own landscape gardening business. They've got 20 years experience in that. And they believe mistakenly that because they uh, because they uh, are really good at landscape gardening, that they can run a business that does that. And it's simply not true. Um, to, to run a business, you've got to be good operationally at doing the work and then at selling and marketing the product or service and also the financial side. And, and the simple truth about marketing often is that with, with businesses, it's not that they're doing the wrong marketing. It's that they're doing the right marketing in the wrong way. That, that is often the case. Um, but what happens with people is they, they do things like, right, okay, so I'm going to use LinkedIn. I'm going to try LinkedIn because that's great. So they'll try that and put a load of time and effort into it. They'll perhaps even do some advertising on there. Then after a period of time, perhaps a few weeks or a few months, they go, well, do you know what? LinkedIn doesn't work. I'm not going to do that anymore. So they find the, the an, another idea. I know it's Facebook. Facebook's the way. You know, everybody tells me Facebook's great. So I'm going to do that. And then they spend a new, few more weeks and months, and then that's not working. So what they, they do then is they just almost step back from marketing and say, well, we win all our business from word of mouth and repeat business, that's that's the best form of marketing. And that is, I believe, certainly one of the best forms of marketing, referral marketing, as us marketers like to call it. Uh, but, but also, it self-limits so many businesses. Because if you, you're just relying on word of mouth, on referral, then you're missing out on all the other great ways of winning business. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's just a shame that, you know, for people when they've not done that. So the, the, for me, I, I, probably my, my best piece of advice would be 
go and find something that that you really truly believe in and when i say find something i mean pick a marketing subject linkedin facebook email search engine optimization whatever it is and get really good at that you know put some time in uh, do some training go and find somebody who really knows and understands that subject learn from them get really really good at it uh, to a level where you know every every pound or dollar you put into it you know you're getting 10 back and and once you know that then um, just crank it up go and spend more money on Facebook advertising or whatever it happened to be and um, I'd also then say, right, go and find the next thing. So you start to build your business on different streams of income. So you've nailed Facebook, that's really good. So now we're gonna look at email marketing. I'm gonna get that really good. I'm gonna grow my database. I'm gonna start communicating with my current customers, my prospects, and I'm gonna get that good. Then I'm gonna move on to the next thing and so on and so forth. Do you find that with businesses, no matter what, what age they're at, so whether they're starting up or maybe they've been in business for a while, when they're considering different marketing options, do yeah. you have advice as to, and I, I know this is a question that the answer could be, well, you know, how long is a piece of string? And this is why we need to go to the experts because, you know, different uh, industries, there may be a specific way to market that will get them far quicker in front of their ideal clients. Yet yeah. they may unmistakably think, well, or mistakenly think, well, you know, email marketing is the way to go. Yet in actual fact, because everybody's hanging out their ideal clients on Facebook, they should probably tap into that. Are there any insights that can give a business a clearer understanding of, you know what, Steve, love that you're not telling us to do all of the things, but how do we narrow down on what one thing we should focus on first? Yeah, that, that, that's a, it is a difficult question. And uh, I don't think there's any one thing. Um, I do think certain things in certain industries, you know, it depends what industry you're in almost. And uh, I suppose the, the main piece of advice I, I would give is what you said a few moments ago, where are your market? You know, if your market's on Facebook, then it makes sense to do that. If it's on LinkedIn, then, you know, then perhaps that's where you should focus. Uh, so it, it, it does depend. Um, but I, I think, I think what one piece of advice that I, I'd, I'd strongly like to give is that if you're marketing and you, you know, what you write some words or you produce a video or you, you know, you do a podcast. The, the, the words around that um, often are not good enough. They're not as good as they could be. And so they don't create the number of inquiries that they could. Of, often with marketing, there's like a fixed cost, you know, would be that time, you know, I spend half a day on LinkedIn uh, every day or it could be a fixed cost uh, that I'm spending $100 or £100 uh, a day on uh, Facebook advertising. That's fixed. Okay, there's a little bit of negotiation. Perhaps I can do, uh, you know, get 10% off or something like that. But it's pretty much fixed. But the results, they're not fixed at all. So you can spend $100 and get no results. You can get no leads whatsoever. Or you can spend $100 
and get, I don't know, 20, 30 leads, convert half of those into sales and make many, many thousands of dollars. And, uh, you know, that, that I think is the truth. But the, the, the problem with marketing is that like most things in life, the first time we do it, we don't always get it right. And so what people do, as I suggested, is they, they behave like butterflies. They go from one thing, finding one way of marketing that doesn't work, and well, I'll go to another one, and that doesn't work either, and then I go to another one, and that still doesn't work, and so on and so forth, eventually getting totally frustrated with it all, and just relying on referral, and never really achieving the true level of success that they could. Yeah. And you know what's interesting about that? Because I think, you know, honestly, I mean, I can resonate with that. And I I tend to be someone who does love to chase after the next bright, shiny thing because I love to use yeah. those things. I mean, bright, shiny thing for me 12 years ago, actually probably a bit more, was podcasts. I mean, what's this great? And people yeah. then told me, just, what are you doing, you know? But, you know, it was a medium that, that I loved. And so yeah. we just don't know with tweaking along, you know, can I change this? Can I change that? Yeah. All of a sudden it uh, okay. take off. Steve, we've had a question and I think this will beautifully okay. answer. Speak into some digital marketing. Dr. Suresh, I think he said he's a TT state player in Kerala, India. What okay, do you think wow. of attraction in digital marketing and what steps should you do to get leads and, and sales? I mean, you kind of touched a little bit, but perhaps, you know, when we're thinking about digital marketing, because that's what you said, many businesses have a lack of understanding of digital marketing. What insights yeah. do you have for Dr. Okay. Yeah. Uh, great, great question. And uh, it's good to meet a fellow ping pong player. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I'd say often the biggest mistake that they make is trying to sell too early. I see this all the time on, on digital marketing. You know, I get, a, get an advert the other day from Volkswagen trying to sell me a car and they have no knowledge of who I am, whether I'm interested, you know, at all. Um, I, I get people connecting to me on LinkedIn and, uh, you know, they, they ask me to connect. I say yes. And then within 30 seconds, they're trying to sell me something. And there's no relationship there. And, and whilst, you know, we were talking right at the beginning about the, the fundamentals of marketing. And I said, yes, it, it's still the same. It, you know, what's marketing about? It's about getting people, I think, getting people to know, like, and trust you. They're the three keys. If people know, if you know, like, and trust me, what are you going to do if you need marketing advice? Are you going to Google it? Are you going to go to the person that you know, like, and trust? Or the business you know, like, and trust? Or the products you know, like, and trust? And, and that, I think, is really important. So for me, my, my, my advice would be take, have a think about how you could build relationships before you go, do you want to buy this? So, so this is the way I do it. So I, I use a variety of different mediums with LinkedIn, Facebook, email, and so on and so forth. But I spend a significant amount of that time, probably about 80% of it, trying to help people by providing podcasts like this one, uh, videos, uh, reports. So I might write a report on how to do pay-per-click advertising. I then market that to people saying, I've written this great report. This is what it's about. This is why you should 
uh, access it, people then go to a, a landing page, sign up, put their email and telephone number and uh, name in there. They then get my report and and I've got then, I believe, a great opportunity because I've got a list of people who are interested in paid advertising, pay-per-click advertising. I know that because they've they've signed up to my report and I can pick up the phone and call them. You know, how much better is that than doing a, a blanket email out to 10,000 people uh, trying to, you know, offer pay-per-click advertising services? And people going, well, why is he doing that? I don't like that. I don't want anything to do with that. He's one of those marketing guys, you know. And so, you know, it, it's yes, yes, I've got a big list of people, but I really want to... Um, uh, segment that down into into small lists. So think about what you could offer. If I was a landscape gardener, I could. Uh, oh, uh, I don't know much about it, but I could provide a uh, a report on what type of soil you should you you need to grow to grow the best roses. So I'm uh, people are thinking, wow, that, that guy really knows his stuff. Or you know what what position you should be, put your tomato bags in or whatever. And I'm, I have no idea what I'm talking about here at this point. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You're the expert in sales and marketing. You can help that land with the digital aspects of things. But um, so, Doctor Shiraz, I mean, what what Steve was saying is you know brilliant, and that really speaks beautifully into the terminology that he used, attraction marketing, where really you're sharing valuable knowledge that you know, Steve, your ideal client is interested in. Perhaps it's a challenge. And in the case of the landscape gardener, I mean, maybe there are certain um, you know seasons and themes and things that you should be doing. Yeah. So you might do a newsletter and yeah. then someone looks at the steps and goes, you know what, I don't think I'll do that. And I've been getting this newsletter and I love the stuff that he's been posting and the podcasts and the videos. I'm going to hire him and ask him to redo our garden because I've, I really like who the, he is and I value his expertise. That's the kind of thing you're talking about, isn't it, over a period no, of time? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That yeah, yeah. And I think these days with, with digital marketing, one of the things we can do much easier than we used to be able to do years ago is to keep in touch. And uh, it's, again, often one of the big mistakes that I, I find uh, is that people don't keep in touch with people often enough. Um, and, and and so there's no relationship. It's like, you know, um, I don't know, I meet meet a young lady, decide to take her out. We, at the end of the, the evening, I say, you know, really enjoyed it. I'd love to see you again. And she says, yeah, I'd love to see you. And so I say, right, okay, well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll, I'll send you an email in three months' time. And and it simply doesn't work, you know. And, and, and people do that all the time, all the time in marketing. You know, they, 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 you know, I go to a networking event and uh, I meet somebody. We have a good conversation. We exchange business cards. And then I add them to my quarterly newsletter. You know, and that's never going to work. You know, uh, you, you, you've got to keep in touch. And people have this almost like a fear of, oh, I don't want to bombard them with with stuff. I don't want to do, you know, overdo it. And, uh, yeah, you don't. You're right. But 99% of the businesses I speak to underdo it. They, they don't keep in, in touch often enough 
Um, because, because often, you know, one of the keys to marketing is, is timing. And it's very difficult. You know, if, if I was a solicitor or, or if you were a solicitor, right now I don't, I don't need any advice. But tomorrow, you know, when I have a problem, I have a, a car accident or something, I desperately need you. you know, I need your help. I need your advice. And, and so, again, that keeping in touch with people is, is absolutely paramount, I think. You know, one of the things that you were talking about, the newsletter, and this is something that will often happen in the case of face-to-face -face, when we used to be able to do face-to-face. -face. Yeah. Uh, and, and I also see even on LinkedIn, so much so that I created a separate email address that I just keep in the cloud. And this is what I'm referring to. Similarly, that you said someone signs up for your newsletter or they give you permission that you add them to your newsletter and they don't hear from you. If you've not gotten permission from that person to add their details to your database and you send them a newsletter, I almost liken it to all of a sudden you walk into someone's house, you plonk yourself down on their, you know, their chairs and go, well, how are you? You know, here I am. And it's like, well, who are you? Yeah. It's like the random newsletters come to my inbox. It's like yeah. I don't know who you are. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. It, it, that is so. can destroy or tarnish a relationship, isn't it, right from the get-go? Uh, get yeah. I mean, whether you meet, you know, you meet somebody at a networking event where you physically meet, meet them or now, you know, it's a networking event online and, uh you know, if I come, if I, I meet you and then six months later, three months later, even a month later, send you a message, you're thinking, who's this guy? I've never heard of him, you know. Or I connect you on LinkedIn. I connect you on LinkedIn. And then a month later, I message you saying, oh, we recently connected on LinkedIn. You're thinking, did we? Who's that? Who's this guy? Uh, a really, really good saying, I think, in sales and marketing is speed stuns. Speed stuns. It absolutely, you know, I, I get people sometimes when, you know, they'll, they'll uh, make an inquiry. And we, we try whenever possible. If somebody inquires, they're going to get a response within two minutes. Within two minutes. We don't always manage to do that because, you know, stuff happens. But, but when I manage to do it and I go, oh, hi, thanks very much for your inquiry. And they go, oh, oh, right. Yeah. Oh, oh, thanks for, you know, it's like sh such a shock that, you know, they expect to wait 24 hours before anybody gets back to them, you know. Uh, and there's a good lesson in sales, by the way. You know, just, you know, speak guns. It like shocks people. Yeah. May. People connect to me on LinkedIn and I pick up the phone and go, oh, hi, Steve Mills here. We've just connected on LinkedIn. I thought I'd just give you a call. How are you? How's business? And, and that's how the conversation starts. I don't go, hi, Steve Mills here. Do you want to buy my widget? Do you want to come on my results program? You know, it's never going to work. Never going to work. You know, the, the whole phone concept, I, I think we've forgotten some of those personal touch. And it was interesting yeah, because the other day, I took advantage of, I can't think of the name, it's a newsletter that comes out and there's special deals and I purchased something. Anyway, I get this phone call and it comes up on my phone, you know, an international number from the US and there was a guy ringing a couple of days later from the app that I bought and he said, just checking in. Did you, did you install it okay? Is there anything that I can help you with? And I was like, Seriously? I mean, what kind of service is that? And he rang me week just to check. Do you need any help with that? 
That kind of thing just speaks volumes. Yeah. Do you know, I, I'm sure you, you know of Tony Robbins, yeah? Uh, uh, Tony, Tony for, for all the listeners, Tony's like probably the world leading expert in the, in the helping industry, the advice. He does lots of personal development, business development stuff. And I remember uh, it must be about I don't know, seven or eight years ago, I bought this this program, the CD program, you know, I don't know 20 CDs and a, a workbook for about, uh, I think for me it was $200, something like that. Now, Tony's business turns over 3 billion, right, with a B. Okay, so I bought this for $200 and I got a phone call from America from this lady called Stephanie. I remember to this day, that's how unusual it was saying, um, you know, just call in to make sure you receive the CDs. And uh, have you had a chance to uh, look at them, yet, uh, listen to them yet? And have you got any questions? Is there anything uh, we can help with? And I just thought, wow, that is so cool. You know, massive company like that to bother with a $200 sale and phone from America, you know, to the UK. Um, well, I just thought I was just... Yeah, another level. You don't normally get that, particularly from big companies, actually. I think those uh, yeah. small businesses are much better at it. Yeah, but I think, I mean, all big companies at one stage were small companies. You yeah. start off and you really build those foundations. Right. It doesn't yeah. matter how yeah, yeah. much you get. Yeah. Um, continue yeah. to do that. That kind of thing, I think, I mean, we've just scratched the surface with what you've shared today. I mean, when you look at sales and marketing, the relationship does not stop when you've got a sale. In fact, no. I think, and I love the way that you've just given that example and the one I shared similar, is that when a client, you've onboarded that client, that client will most likely continue to do business with you. There is the buyer's remorse that can often happen as well. Yes. And yes. what you do across all of that stage is really still the customer journey. And that customer may tell 10 other customers how wonderful the experience has been and, and continue to do business. And that's one of the things that, you you know, you we really as businesses need to consider too, not just at the front end getting new clients, but how can we really nurture those clients to become ambassadors and manager yeah. of business? I, I think it's how we can nurture them and how we can also, you know, cross-sell them. You know, of, often people pigeonhole uh, businesses. Uh, give you an example. For me, I, I, I do quite a lot of training on LinkedIn. So that's a real key. A lot of people are on LinkedIn. A lot of people don't know how to use it. But I get people pigeonholing me sometimes as the LinkedIn guy. And uh, and I'm not. I, I know LinkedIn, but I know marketing, you know. And uh, uh, I, I can recall people uh, who'd, uh, one particular guy, been on my LinkedIn workshop, Three weeks later, I'm doing as you just advised, picking up the phone, talking to, oh, hi, Steve here, Steve Mills. You came on my LinkedIn workshop. Oh, Steve, he says, yeah, it's great to hear from you. How are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm really good, yeah. So uh, I say to him, how are things going? He said, oh, it's going really well, yeah. We're, uh, you know, we've been doing all the things you say on LinkedIn and we've, we've just got a new website. Um, we, we've just commissioned a company to do that. And I went, oh, Oh, we well, we could have done that for you. Oh, could you? Oh, if I'd have known, I'd have definitely hired you, Steve. I, I didn't realize you did that as well. Whose fault is that? It's absolutely my fault for not 
letting my client understand the range of services that I offer. They pigeonholed me as the guy who does this, and actually I can do I can do this, that, 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 and that. And uh, and that was that was a, a, a really interesting lesson to learn. Um, and and I think it's one that that often in business uh, is uh, you know we, we spend a lot of time and effort um, trying to get more customers. Uh, we we don't necessarily. Um, work on our current customers effectively enough, and um, we we don't um, uh, try and uh, you know work at keeping those customers uh, often enough. You know, you the customer retention is really key. Yeah, what you just shared in that example was brilliant because if you have a look at what I call your program pathway, you may get people into your LinkedIn group. It's a great first step. People know that they need LinkedIn. It really is an area that it's immediate. They can implement and, and get into work. But from there, there's a smaller portion who goes, well, you know what? Because we've got a good brand or, you know, message on LinkedIn now, we want to make sure that that message is consistent across our web platforms and so forth. So yeah. as you say, you know, if you seed, I call it seeding and leading, say by the way guys here's just some other range of services if you want to take this to the next level we can support you that is where you're nurturing and that its client might have started off with x amount of of, of pounds and then upgraded you go you guys are back a pounds aren't you in the uk you're not we are, yeah, the euro on pounds yeah, yeah. <laughs> pounds, and then and then it's multiple pounds you know and yeah, that's yeah. how it happens because the customer yeah. loves that we built that trust and they're more likely to uh, to reinvest, which is yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you know, it comes back. So, yeah, it comes back. I said, people people buy from people they know, like, and trust, and uh, and that's your job as far as marketing's concerned, I believe. Yeah. Well, we, as I mentioned, have just scratched the surface, but what you've shared, I think, is going to give people a really valuable understanding of the things that they need to implement and the things that they need to look for and aim for. But if people want to find out more about your vast services, don't just do LinkedIn, but websites and yeah, other things yeah, as well. Yeah. The best way for them to get in contact with you. The the best way is probably via our website. We're actually got a new. We have got a new website just about to launch. Uh, it launches on the second of December, and the address is steve-mills.com. So steve-mills.com. That's probably the best way to get hold of me, or or find Fantastic. me on LinkedIn. Connect to me on LinkedIn. Yeah. That'd be cool. Right, LinkedIn and Steve Mills, you're on LinkedIn as well. And let them let them know that you uh, listened to him and and uh, heard about all of his expertise and what he shared on on the show. Well, thanks once again for coming on the show, Steve, uh, and have a fantastic rest of the day. I know UK and Australia has interesting time differences, so you're yeah. still starting. I, I got to say, I just love your country, and I'm not just saying it. I really do. It. Uh, I, I was there once. Uh, it's my aim to go back there. I'm sure I will at one point. But I'd also like to say, you know, big congratulations, Anne Marie, for doing what you're doing. It's great to have someone like yourself out there helping people with your podcasting and uh, you know getting getting positive messages out in a in a world that's you know right now 
feels a bit negative. You know, you only need to turn the news on. And, you know, I call it, you know, I call the newspapers the bad newspapers because it's just, uh, you know, seems to be full of bad news at the moment, you know. And uh, it's great to have someone like yourself out there spreading, you know, and helping people. So well done for doing what you do. That. I'll have some good news for you, Minya. You may not know this, that others may not know this, but Melbourne was in a lockdown, very strict lockdown. I mean, we had curfews. We were not allowed out after eight, one person only out. Anyway, we have come months, months later. The other side we're now opening up, we've got zero transmission, zero cases, zero oh, deaths. Probably for nine days now. Yeah, yeah, um, right. We are now allowed to travel. The other states have opened their doors to us. So there is light at the end of the yeah, tunnel. Yeah, of course. So, you know, with, uh, with the vaccine in the on the horizon, you know, it, it, it's, it's looking a little bit more positive. We're in the UK. We're just coming out of a total countrywide lockdown. Uh, I think that ends on the 2nd of December. And then we're, we, we've got like level one, two, three, according to, you know, uh, uh, different areas. And then uh, we've got a Christmas reprieve where we're allowed to go and see our family and things like that. They'll be limited to three households together. But uh, I think everybody's quite relieved about that um, over here. So, uh, yeah, so everybody stay healthy. That's the main thing, isn't it? Stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, look forward to connecting again. Thanks once again for coming on the show, Steve. That's my pleasure, and thank you for inviting me. Thank you.